0: is expressed in this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Communications, staff, management, or advertisers. Activist Radio is on the air. You've tuned into The Mark Harrington Show. Sponsored by Created Equal.
1: Time is running out for our nation. I beg of you. You need to stand against the evil that's plaguing our nation. If you don't like
0: abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can to be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. Like you kill a baby sheep, it's the same thing as killing any old inanimate object. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders. To
1: take on the culture of death and win. You, 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 you young people, it's your movement now. It's not your parents anymore. The blood that is shed cries out to God from the ground for
0: justice. And now, here's Mark.
1: Welcome to the Mark Harrington Show with your radio activist, Mark Harrington and Voice of Resistance. You can find out more about our program by going to markherrington.org. And you can also find our program on uh, some of the social media platforms. We're on iTunes. We're on Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Those are all the podcasts venues in which we uh, uh, we record and, and uh, share the show each week. Also, we're on uh, Facebook and YouTube and Periscope and all of those platforms as well. We're going to be talking about Bill Gates today. We're going to be talking about the COVID-19 issue and how the pandemic is being used to advance a globalist population control effort. Uh, And we're going to be talking to our good friend uh, from live action. That's Carol Novielli. She's going to be with us uh, talking about this. And Carol's done a whole lot of research as it relates to this issue. Uh, And we're going to be talking about the pill abortions as well and no test abortions. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but that's a new thing, at least uh, maybe not so new, but it's becoming more of an issue for us to be addressing. So we're going to be talking about that today on the Mark Harrington Show, so stick around. But let's start out with Bill Gates. Bill Gates, of course, has been in the news ever since COVID-19 uh, kind of came out, and we, uh, we've we been dealing with it for several months. Bill Gates, you know, the, the founder of uh, Microsoft, obviously the Bill Gates Foundation, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funds all kinds of things around the world, including uh, some population control organizations and a quote-unquote international family planning planning groups. Uh, But Bill Gates has been all over the news because he's talking about COVID-19. He has a lot of experience in all of this. A couple of years ago, talked on, I think it was a TED Talk, where he more or less predicted that the world was not ready for the pandemic like COVID-19 in a way somewhat prophetic. Uh, And so he's been making the rounds talking about the need for a vaccine uh, that would be administered globally. So everybody in the world would take the vaccine against COVID-19. Because of that, he's been in the news a lot. And, you know, first of all, before we go anywhere, I mean, Bill Gates has done some good. I'm not going to, you know, we don't want to just pile on the guy because of our views on population. But when it comes to the issue, you know, that I've been called to and the others that relates to the unborn, uh, you know, the greatest human rights and justice that's ever been faced by mankind, Bill Gates is on the wrong side of that one in a big way. And so we can't just overlook his views on that uh, because he might do some good in relationship to other health issues. So what I want to do, we want to talk a little bit about Bill Gates. I'm going to move quickly to this whole issue of telemedicine, telehealth, teleabortion, and no test abortion. So my guest today is Carol Novielli. She's a research fellow for Live Action. And you guys, if you're listening, you know who Live Action is. That's Lila Rose's organization. He's also the, a contributing writer for Live Action News, and she's done a lot of research in regards to this issue. So, thanks, Carol, for being on the program.
2: Hey, Mark, it's great to be on. Thank you for having me.
1: And right. yes, it's, it's sure. <laughs> this is a big
2: topic for sure.
1: Big topic. We're going to try to fit this in within 26 minutes. I know it's going to be a it's going to be hard to do, but let's let's jump in with Bill Gates. Obviously, Bill Gates is known for Microsoft. Bill Gates is known for his philanthropy across the world and in helping with global health, if you will. But a lot of people don't know that Bill Gates funds all kinds of globalist pro-abortion groups. If you would take a moment and talk about that.
2: Well, Bill Gates has been around for a long time funding uh, groups like Population Control. I'm sorry, Population Council. Right. Which is uh, was founded by eugenicists and also Planned Parenthood and other pro-abortion groups. The thing is, is that Bill Gates will often claim that what he is actually funding and, and giving grants for. If you go to his website, it'll always say family planning. But right. in each, in a lot of these cases, the organizations that he funds are heavily invested in abortion. And um, as you have uh, showing the Live Action News article there, we recently discovered that Bill Gates is also funding an international organization called DKT International, which sells the abortion pill globally. Um, They also have the uh, ability to sell the IPIS manual vacuum aspiration um, kit uh, worldwide. And so <clears throat> Bill Gates has is, is been um, sending millions and millions of dollars, I think, since, I think we b- went back as far as 2001. And in 2016, he he gave them a huge grant of like almost $30, th- $30 million. Um, and each and every year in between has been um, in the millions of dollars. So you have to question what the motive is behind this when you have an organization that's literally selling abortion pills internationally and his money is infused in that organization.
1: Right. Well, obviously, uh, Bill Gates, I mean, he he talks about population control and one way to control the population is to kill people. That's one way to do it. And that's really if you boil it all down, that's what the abortion pill is. It is. It's 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 just abortion by another means. Uh, So when you hear people say, you know, Bill Gates, Bill Gates is doing a lot. He's out on the news about COVID-19 and vaccines. Uh, What do you say to people say, well, he's doing a lot of good, though?
2: I think it's just important for people to be educated on what, you know, what his money, because money does talk. Money is an indicator of what your priorities are. And so I think it's important for people to understand the money flow and also to understand that the idea of, eugenics and the philosophy behind targeting the weak, um, which obviously is what abortion is. Um, And and so I would just point people to do some homework and do some research and understand the full Bill Gates picture, not just the one the media wants to sell to us.
1: Right. And you can find out more on Bill Gates. Carol's written about this on liveactionnews.org, liveactionnews.org. She's written several articles on the Bill Gates, and Melinda Gates Foundation. You know, he is a financier of pro-abortion organizations. There's no way other other way to put it That's that he does that. Um, and for that reason, he, we have to, you know, obviously we're going to have to disagree. I mean, as Christians, we can't just jump in with the agenda uh, of, of Bill Gates without being clear on some of the things that he funds which are a problem when you talk about killing babies on a worldwide basis.
2: And Mark, if I could interject one other point that isn't very well known, it's becoming more well known, but Bill Gates himself admitted that his father was actually heavily involved in Planned Parenthood. Um, he admitted this back in 2003. So this this ideology of supporting abortion organizations comes to him um, through, through a family lineage. And so it's really deeply embedded in his beliefs. Right, right.
1: All right, my guest is Carol, no- Carol Novielli, and she's a research fellow for Live Action and a contributing writer for Live Action News, and has done a lot of research regarding uh, global population control efforts. And so, Carol, what I want to do is I want to move on, although they are obviously related. Move on to this issue of telemedicine, telehealth, teleabortion, and no test. Abortion. Uh, with the COVID nineteen crisis, Planned Parenthood and all the, the abortion industry is moving at light speed to dispense abortion pills via tele uh, communications. What is the difference between telemedicine, telehealth, and teleabortion?
2: Well, I'm really glad you asked that because the media is trying to blur the lines here. Um, telemedicine, generally speaking, allows the uh, the patient and physician to speak remotely. But with telemedicine for abortion, there is a distinction between that and what we hear when we talk about the clinical trial, which right. we refer to as teleabortion. So telemedicine or, or, or telehealth um, came up recently when Planned Parenthood Decided to announce that they were going to roll out telemedicine in all 50 states. I believe you actually covered this a couple weeks ago, um, okay. but there is a history here with Planned Parenthood being uh, one of the first to bring out telemedicine for abortion. In the case of, of telemedicine and abortion, it is still subject to a safety requirement. Put in place by the FDA called REMS. That's the acronym, and it stands for Risk Evaluation Mitigation Strategy. And that REMS is important for this to help keep women safe and also to be able to um, bring um, information to the FDA that they need to know about the abortion pill. It requires the woman to go to the facility. Um, It actually, and the reason is, is that they have there has to be an approved prescriber. to dispense the abortion pill that has to be able to properly date the pregnancy, um, be able to uh, properly diagnose an ectopic pregnancy, and be able to handle any emergencies or complications or refer the woman to someone who can't. And so these these were seen as very important by the FDA, even as recent as 2016 when the um, abortion industry tried to get those safety uh, requirements. requirements lifted so when you talk about telemedicine for abortion it is it is actually the clinician in states where they don't require doctors dispense the pill or the abortionist um, those are the ones that are remote not the patient and so the patient or client still has to go to the facility to pick up the abortion pill And so that's that's a distinction. When Planned Parenthood talks about rolling telemedicine out in 50 states, they can only roll telemedicine out in states that have actually uh, made it legal to dispense the abortion pill via telemedicine. There are several states that have banned that practice. And so what they're doing to sort of compensate for that is that they started this teleabortion clinical trial. Um, That trial was started in It was actually announced in 2015, and they began to recruit in 2016. So that trial is actually sponsored by an organization called Genuity Health Projects. And Genuity Health Projects is heavily financed by the original investors that originally invested in the abortion pill company, Danco Laboratories. Um, There's a huge money trail involved in all of these um, expansion efforts that the media is is literally ignoring and refuses to report on. But a lot of these efforts are going all the way back to the original investors um, whose money has been seeding the abortion pill manufacturer, Danco, for many since its beginning. Um, Genuity Health Projects is rolling out, well, started this uh, trial in 2016 in two locations and in two states, claiming they wanted to recruit 50 participants. It's been mission creep all along. And in fact, even some secular media outlets are reporting and calling this a workaround the FDA's REMS and a workaround the telemedicine bans. And that is because this teleabortion trial can only be, can only take place in states that allow for telemedicine abortion. What that is, is that the woman is the one that is remote in this case. And the woman would contact uh, one of the clinic sites, which is either a One of the Planned Parenthoods that's involved, Uh, CARAFIM, which is another abortion chain, which by the way, is also heavily funded by investors in the abortion pill, has huge ties to the DKT International that Gates is funding. Uh, One of their founders is on the board of CARAFIM, believe it or not, Um, and Maine Family Planning and some others. And so the woman would would do a telehealth interview and then the pills would be mailed to her. What's happening right now is that as of this month,
1: oh, let me. Add. So, just to clarify for our you know layman's terms out there, difference between telemedicine and teleabortion.
0: Just okay, okay,
1: a, sim-
2: a simple di- a simple difference. Telemedicine for abortion, it is the abortionist who is remote, and the woman still has to go to the facility to pick up the pills. Got it. Teleabortion is the clinical trial where the the client is remote, and the pills will be mailed to her at the address of her choosing.
1: And that being uh, under this guise of this clinical trial, that's expanding, what you're telling us.
2: That's correct. It's expanding as of this month. Um, They started off in two states, two locations. It is now in 13 states, in 15 locations, with 1,000 participants, and get this, this should shock everyone. The participant age ranges from 10 years of age, 10 years, imagine that, for a a pill being mailed to your house, 10 years to 50 years old. Um, And even in the media, they are actually, uh, the abortion industry is actually encouraging women, even now during the COVID crisis, they're encouraging women to cross state lines, go get yourself a hotel room, to go stay with a friend. And if you go get yourself into a state, that offers this uh, pill-by-mail uh, study, then y- you could qualify. So they're actually t- encouraging women from states that have some um, more restrictions on abortion to cross state lines to travel during
1: COVID. My guest is Carol Novielli. She's a research fellow for Live Action. That's Lila Rose's organization, and she's a contributing writer for Live Action News and has done a whole lot of research, more than anybody that I know of in the pro-life movement, on this along with, I would say, Operation Rescue and Cheryl Solinger and, and Troy Newman. They've done some good work as well in really doing the, uh, the hard work to find out what's going on with uh, this whole issue of teleabortion and no test abortions and so forth. So you can find out more by going to liveactionnews.org. If you want to read some of the articles, that's liveactionnews.org. Okay, so telemedicine and teleabortion. Now, if we would, let's move on to no test Abortions. What are those? Okay, so no test
2: abortions. Um, it's it's not really a new protocol. We've traced this back to 2019 at least. But uh-huh. what the abortion industry is doing under COVID is that they're ramping up something that has been in the works for a while, where they're not going to require any in facility testing. In other words, no ultrasounds, labs, or exams to confirm pregnancy or even to diagnose an ectopic pregnancy. Um, they recently held a webinar which involved members uh, or, or medical director from Genuity Health Projects, um, National Abortion Federation and Planned Parenthood, and others. And it was, it was just stunning to hear about this. But they're rolling this out nationwide. They have a sample protocol, which you can find. It's linked to in our articles, um, where they're basically going to eliminate all testing. They're calling it basically a no-test, hands-off approach, um, for, for abortion. And they're claiming this under the guise of COVID.
1: So it's a no test, meaning there's no pregnancy test required. The woman calls in and just says, I'm pregnant.
2: Correct. They're basically relying on the woman's um, knowledge of her last menstrual period, or if she wants to take a home pregnancy test of her choosing, she can, of her choosing, get an ultrasound. And the, the Clinic does have, obviously, uh, the the physicians and the clinics can require testing if they feel like there's some sort of a reason to. But otherwise, they're they're going and and let let me just clarify. One of the reasons that they're willing to do this is that they're already doing abortion pill abortions past the time that the FDA re, uh, recommends. Right. So, in, in, in twenty six, well, I'm sorry,
1: which is what? What's the limit?
2: The, the, the FDA recommendation is 70 days, 10 weeks. And with this new no-test uh, protocol, they're actually rolling this out as 77 days, 11 weeks. However, they openly admit that they, be, that they know, how they know, I, I'm not sure, but they know the abortion pill will cover pregnancies well into the second trimester. So they're not concerned. They even said if the woman is off by a few weeks, it doesn't matter. Because right, they're,
1: they're, they're basically so you're talking about when you talk about the uh, no test abortions, this is the RU486 basically regimen, right? You've got the two uh two medicines,
2: that's correct. It is the um mifepristone yeah. uh and the uh, mesoprostol um, pills combined.
1: And, and, what and are, what do they do just so you know, this is what people are going to be you know, <clears> they no test abortion, they get this mailed to them. Explain what people would be or what, what, what women would be doing with them how it works well
2: let me just clarify the no test abortion it, it could be it, it's not necessarily under the right. the trial the mail the male trial although I will say a media report this week is saying that they may be lifting in the trial even though all this time they've been requiring ultrasounds they may actually be lifting that re- requirement which is mind-boggling but the the no test abortion will actually be even for all abortion clinics that you go into, whether it's under the trial or not. And these abortion pills, they're deadly poisons that will poison the baby, and the second pill will cause the woman to have uh, heavy contractions. And the abortion industry is openly openly claiming that these no-test abortions are, that they're going to actually have to start counseling women now on, that they're going to be seeing identifiable fetal tissue, um, because they recognize that women are going to, come in with um, LMPs that may not be accurate, and the babies may be much further along than, than the
1: 70 They're days. going to be delivering the babies in their bathroom in a toilet or something like that. So you're listening to your radio activist, Mark Harrington, on the Mark Harrington Show. You can find out by more by going to markherrington.org. Today we're talking to Carol Novielli. She's a research fellow for Live Action about all these uh, the telemedicine, teleabortion, and no-test abortions. Carol, we got about uh, four minutes left here. Um, Let me just, maybe we can get two questions in here. During COVID-19, the the abortion industry has been taking advantage of that. How?
2: They're they're obviously continuing their push to lift REMS. They're doing these no test procedures. They're heavily, they're actually getting what I call journalistic malpractice with the media. They're literally getting all of their talking points pushed out as if this is like the solution To um, the COVID crisis, when in fact it's been in play for years, Um, they're expanding into many more states. They're planning this uh, study is planning to expand into even more states, and they're also they also know that the FDA is super busy dealing with this pandemic, and so they're able to just almost do almost as they please with little oversight from the FDA. It's it's really been disappointing that the FDA has not put their foot down on some of these expansion efforts.
1: Well, it's the you know the Alinsky uh, rules of radicals, never let a crisis yeah. go to waste, right? That's, That's right. Unfortunate. unfortunately. Okay, so let's talk action points. Uh, this is a lot of information people understand. I think a lot of pro-lifers and other Christians aren't aware of what's going on. So their eyes are being opened to all of this and where the abortion industry is heading. What can we do to stop it? I know here at Created Equal, we are really thinking hard about what we need to do to adjust, to pivot in a sense, to address this problem. Uh, what do you suggest our listeners and viewers do?
2: So first, I would suggest that you uh, write your your lawmakers, both state and federal, um, and you also write to the president, and you also express your your disappointment with the FDA for not cracking down not only what's going on within the United States, but the illegal abortion cl- uh, websites that are still being allowed, like so aid access do and others.
1: Do? What would you say to, to, say to them?
2: Tell them? Tell them not to allow the abortion industry to pressure them to lift the REMS, tell them to pull down illegal abortion websites like Aid Access. The other thing they can do is they can follow the news reports that we're pushing out at uh, liveactionnews.org, and they can continue to keep themselves... um, educated, and pass that information on. But I would say putting pressure right now, public pressure, and respond to the media. Call the media out. Ask the media why they're failing to follow the money trail. The huge conflicts of interest with these heavy investors in the abortion pill basically are behind the studies, the organizations, the study sites, and uh, many of the workers and authors that are putting this information out. This is a huge conflict of interest. We've, we went through this with the, with the tobacco industry, doing the exact same thing. And now the media once again is falling asleep. They are refusing to look and investigate into this. And so I would say call the media, to, the media out as well.
1: My guest has been Carol Novielli, Research Fellow for Live Action. We're talking about all this uh, telehealth, telemedicine, teleabortion, no test abortion and how the uh, you know the population control advocates which includes planned parenthood and the abortion industry is moving at light speed especially in the pandemic of covid-19 to advance their agenda and folks if you want to find out more go to liveactionnews.org and also created equal is is considering making some changes as well one of those things is and carol you would uh, we've talked about this Many years we've been focused on surgical, or now called by the abortion industry, procedural abortions. Exactly. We're going to have to pivot and focus more on pill abortions than ever before, because almost half—I think it's 40 percent—of all abortions are pill abortions. So, folks, be uh, stay in tune to Created Equals work. We're going to be rolling out some some new efforts to address this problem that the pro-life movement is facing in the changing uh, uh, approach or effort of the pro-abortion movement and the globalist population control effort. So We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America,
0: bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil, evil plague in America, Call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. That's 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.